trending news right now. Joining us is uh, Katlego Siluadi, our social commentator, looking at social media trends in the last uh, 24 hours. How are you, Katlego? Good, thank you. How are you doing, Asanda? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining us again this morning. Thank you for having me. Great. Linda Nimieni is who we talk about now. Uh, new body camera evidence has emerged mm-hmm. in this case, and I knew it was going to because there were so yeah. many questions around this <clears throat> Excuse me, this uh, story. So this new video footage that's emerged of Linda Nimieni, uh, the murder investigation, is showing Mieni apologizing to the couple at uh, the home that he was accused of robbing and how police tasered and shot him before identifying themselves. Quite a lot of things ca- coming out of uh, this footage. Please explain to us. 100 percent uh interesting developments and you know just a heartbreaking story of you know the former uh rugby player being shot in the u.s um you know where he lived with his family and as you said initially when the story broke you know the police provided a narrative that many was actually breaking uh into a house in hawaii and we have now come to know that many was actually not uh breaking in he simply wanted to go to the exit temple um, but was lost. And this, we now also know that the temple is actually next door to the house that he was allegedly breaking into. Um, and, you know, in the video that has, uh, or in the footage that has uh, surfaced, we um, we can see Linda Mieni, you know, um, t- taking off his shoes before going into the house. Um, he puts on uh, umkele, you know, uh, for the ceremony, and he introduces himself to the couple, um, um, and you know he he even apologizes, you know, to say, and you know, in confusion, um, you know, again showing that he had no uh, intention of, uh, 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 you know, uh, committing a crime, um, as was reported by uh, Sabine Wang, you know, who mm. who called the N11 saying that, um, you know, there was a black man who was, um, uh, you know, uh, breaking into their house. And the lawyer also, I mean, the legal team, uh, Jim Biggerton, he- heading that legal team, saying that uh, he also turns to leave after saying he's apologizing. So this woman calling the police after the fact and saying that there's a, a man who's trying to rob them in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. What what should happen to them? What what kind of recourse should the law take on, on their side of things? Because also there was nothing taken from the house. That's also emerged. 100%. And, you know, that's going to... Uh, be the next interesting development to the story, you know, to say what um, records will they be, you know, for for um, uh, Linda's death, you know, um, how will the police be held accountable? Because in the footage that we've seen, we also see that um, the police do not even announce, you know, themselves before they start shooting. And as you rightfully put it, you know, Sabine Wang and and her husband, um, what 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 will they be charged with, you know? And one wonders, because the police had been trying to prevent uh, the legal team from obtaining some of this footage, also the doorbell footage they didn't want to release. We're also still waiting for his cell phone records. They're also not releasing that. But also emerging is that uh, the the police had, well, uh, we said that now, me and he apologized, one of the, the things that emerged. But the police were claiming that they were attacked for no reason. Why would he apologize? Exactly. Um, in the footage they, they released, you know, where they were very selective about what they put out there. And I think that's because they had also just realized that they had committed a crime themselves, you know, um, and therefore hiding the, the footage. And it really is a good thing that, um, you know, the judge uh, in Honolulu has now asked, you know, that all even the 911 um, phone records that uh, from that night 
be handed over to, to Myanmar's lawyers. So, yeah, really interesting developments, and it really is a story that we will be um, following, and we really hope that we get justice for um, Linda Myanmar. And I'm so glad the legal team is continuing to dig uh, for facts and they're not growing tired because this to me seems like it is a senseless killing that needs to be, uh, you know, well, I mean, the life has been lost now, uh, Mm. but it needs to not only come to the fore, but be dealt with in a serious, serious manner that leaves a strong message. 100%. And that, you know, speaks to the racism that um, that is uh, prevalent in America, particularly against young people. You know, I mean, again, in the footage, you know, we know that uh, Linda was uh, unarmed, you know, so there they honestly was no mm. reason for him to have lost his life like that. Okay, let's talk Peter Rampedi now. Hashtag the Tembisa 10, uh, a family statement released by the... Uh, the, on the side of Tebu the the father or the alleged father of the Tembisaten. I don't even know what's going on here because it's so confusing. So the family of the, the side, the father, Tebuho, is saying that he's saying he doesn't have 10 kids. What's happening? You know what? This story has South Africa buzzing and... Um, you know, I think South Africans are also, you know, just as you put it, uh, they con- we're all confused and we're also just growing tired of all these developments that keep coming and there's nobody who is willing to account for anything, you know. Um, um, and, and just uh, if we just look at uh, the controversy that has erupted following a statement by the family that you've just uh, 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 alluded to, you know, the alleged father of the, uh, the couplets, asking the public to um, to put a halt to, you know, the donations that have been coming in and flowing in for the babies and their mother. Um, he has come out and said that he has not seen the kids and, uh, he, you know, they do not exist, which is interesting because a couple of weeks ago, you know, they came out into the public saying that the babies were doing alive and well and that the family was blessed. You know, to have yes, been the father has said himself that he's he's blessed, he's overwhelmed, but he feels blessed and excited. Exactly, and he has now uh, come out to even open a, a, a case of a, a, a missing person. You know, because he is battling to get a hold of and to you know just um, uh, uh, find out where Husiyami, who is the mother to the decapitalists, um, and and just find out about their whereabouts. So obviously, you know, there are challenges in terms of the uh, uh, relationship there. These people must not play with us. Eh? I'm just really hoping for the best when it comes to this. I don't want to f- talk about this tomorrow and it emerges that it was actually a scam. Honestly, I don't think we and can take this. Our hearts can't. 100%. I think that South Africa is going through so, so much right now and we do not need any confusion in any sphere of, of you know, the country. Um, certainly not uh, with... Uh, you know, bringing uh, South African journalism to, to, to question like this. I mean, the story has now reached an uh, international uh, level with with uh, the World Guinness uh, Records recognizing Khusiyami, you know, for, for being the woman with the most kids um, or, 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 ha- or giving birth to the most kids at one go. Um, and, yeah, to just bring in South African journalism into question is, 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 is really not helping us at this point. They'd also said um, that the scans, the, the pregnancy scans had shown, uh, doctors had said that there were eight babies in her belly, this uh, mm. lady, Hosiame, and then they were surprised to have now 10. 
So does it yeah. mean then that maybe it was eight and not ten, or does it mean there was no pregnancy in the first place? Was those pictures of her pregnant? Were they, were they fake? You know, now we've got yeah. all these questions, and I'm even asking you in an unfair way because you yourself can't even <laughs> you can't even answer. But what are you speculating? One hundred percent. We all we can do is to truly speculate. Um, look, I honestly do not know myself, but um, I think that what is difficult about the story is that. Uh, Hussiami herself, you know, a, a video surfacing just yesterday, uh, saying that she will not, um, you know, account for anything. She will not uh, respond to anything. She will not show anybody the kids if she doesn't want to as as the mother of the children, you know. And I think that while it is within her rights, you know, to, to, to do so, but just because of um, public interest uh, to the story. And I mean, I would like to think that at the time that she, you know, did the interview with Peter and Petty, that she knew that something like this would, uh, would, 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 you know, come to surface, that the, the story would uh, become of public interest. And, and for her to now not want to say anything and not to account for anything, and, and the screenshots of messages between her and, you know, the alleged father, we honestly do not know what is going on. And as I've put it, that I think the biggest concern at the moment is, you know, suppose they've lied, suppose that the story is a scam and it's not true. The biggest issue at the moment is now that South African journalism is being called into question. And, you know, Senate has now come out and called for an independent inquiry into the uh, uh, Tembisa 10, you know, to find out how um, this investigation was conducted, how, you know, um, how the research was done, how is the story reported, because, um, you know, Peter and Peggy's reputation also coming into question about his um, journalism, because he's come to social media now asking us questions, you know, about the story that he broke. But I, th- I don't think it would be fair to pin it on him also, because, I mean, there were statements given by both these, uh, you know, the couple. There were pictures taken. They said, you know, like we were saying, they said they expected eight and the doctors ended up finding that it was 10. The the father also made statements. Do you think, because what I'm suspecting, and this is me, Asanda, not SAFM, that maybe sure. there's some toxic dynamic between this couple where obviously they've got fame now. They've got a lot of donations and money coming mm. through to them. And there could be a scuffle in terms of how to allocate these funds and who should take what. And then now, as a result of that scuffle or fight between them, the mom has decided, you know what, I'm actually going to withhold these uh, these babies because this is basically the power I have over well, whatever it is that they're fighting over. 100%. I mean, in the video that was released uh, recently, she even says that the reason why she with, with, withholds the babies um, um, and, and, and keep the babies to herself and not um, engage with uh, the family of the father, the alleged father of the kids, is that they want to use the ten babies, you know, for their own benefits and and their own uh, 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 um, to their own use. Ay, ay, ay. Even this missing person report is there proof of that? That missing uh, person report? Can they tweet it? Or no, is that not well, even allowed. I don't even know what the what the law says on that. Yeah, well, we haven't seen anything, but again, um, we it's another interesting story that will have more developments to come. It looks like we're no way, you know, close to the end. Uh, Peter and Petty, they're just, you know, pleading with South Africans to say, um, you know, he will uh, bring, you know, the the facts to, to, to life. And, and yeah, I'll just wait and see. And let's, let's also wait with our money. Let's not donate until we know what's going on into, into any bank accounts. Uh, 100%. We, you know, 
Mm. Funny enough, I actually saw a social media post saying the only thing that we know is true about this whole story is that there's a, a bank account number. So, yeah. Yeah, ne? South Africa for you. Anything hashtag, is possible. Yeah, you know. A hashtag Anele Bengu now. We're talking about this and uh, this is a death of another queer person in KZN. What a horrible way that a human life has been lost. So this in Guamakuta uh, in uh, south of Durban where the body of a 28-year-old Anele Bengu uh, was found in a ditch near school in Durban and it was uh, badly mutilated, her body. It was found in, and that she was allegedly raped before uh, being mutilated. 100% really gory details there around that story. And it really is just unfortunate that there seems to be a trend and a pattern, you know, coming from KZN where um, uh, uh, Lindogusle Kele was also reported to have been killed. And all these uh, incidents, incidents, you know, uh, seem to be um, as a result of uh, uh, homophobia and, and hate, you know, for, for queer people in, in, in KZN. So the LGBTQI community is going to be staging a march uh, calling for the justice to take its place here. At least 11 people uh, have been killed for their sexuality since February last year. This just should not be happening at all. And I mean, we're celebrating uh, a Pride Month on the 28th. It will be Pride Day. So, you know, and, 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 and um, uh, uh, out, who, which is an uh, LGBTI organization, you know, um, Rush Costa there is just saying that, you know, she was uh, concerned with the lack of safety for the LGBTI community in South Africa and how, um, you know, the media and everybody just rallies around them and, and, and their issues when it suits them. So only in Pride Month, you know, does it uh, uh, matter, do or do queer lives matter? And in you know for the rest of the year, they, they, their voices are marginalised. So one of the men last seen with Bengu allegedly killed uh, himself on Tuesday, and another one has allegedly fled from the community. Uh, his home was later set alight. Uh, this will obviously delay then the procedure in terms of getting to the justice. But we still need to, to push forward with that, right? One hundred percent. You know that. Uh, uh, the gentleman who, who was last seen with uh, uh, Anele Bengude committing suicide was also just adding a complication to, to you know, the investigations around the story because who is going to account to uh-huh. the, for, 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 you know, Anele's uh, uh, life? Um, so, yeah, LGBT lives, um, lives, you know, coming to the forefront uh, this month in youth month, you know, and, and I think this issue is just one of the many issues that face young people um, uh, in South Africa at this moment. Okay, let's talk now. Hashtag Pearl Mudiadiye, uh, this media personality uh, who's left, but her surname is different now, isn't it? She's married. Do you know a new surname? No, I also know her. Oh, as... She stayed with the old surname. Okay, but anyway. So, yeah. so she's uh, she left the socials shook after she opened up about experiencing sexual harassment at uh, Metro FM, and she had said it was at the hands or under her male manager while she was working at the national broadcasting uh, station. She has, you know, come to the fore and uh, expressed some disturbing experiences. One hundred percent. Um, you know. Her media idea is a celebrity and a media personality, and I think for her to have felt that you know to to retain her silence for so long and only now feel 
um, um, you know, encouraged to to talk about her story as, you know, she, she put it out to social media that because of Sunday World, she is now, you know, she has the courage to voice out what what uh, what her experiences were at uh, uh, Metro FM. But it also begs the question that how many more, you know, uh, uh, not even just celebrities, but how many more women have the same experiences but live in fear and cannot and uh, 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 disclose what they're going through, you know? They fear for their lives and fear for possibly uh, losing their jobs. And there is a perception that if you are at Metro FM, you are in one of the best places you would ever be in your career uh, on air. So you will take whatever is dished at you, isn't it? 100%. And we've heard and have seen, you know, people come and go, people complaining about the station, people complaining about the management of the station. And, you know, to find out that um, uh, the 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 station... Uh, the station manager, you know, did not uh, deal with the matter, and 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 she's a woman, you know. Um, it just brings into question the solid solidarity there, uh, uh, um, you know, in terms of women that we're supposed to be supporting each other, and for her to just, uh, you know, turn a blind eye um, um, is rather unfortunate, and it further enables, you know, that behaviour in in not even just the media space, but you know, in different communities as well. And I mean, that's the perception. We're not saying that's exactly what happens. It's, it is the yes. perception. It's a commercial radio station that is as big as it as we all know it is. Also, email exchanges is, you know, something that we need to maybe touch on as an example or a lesson from this, because this came for, forward because of those email exchanges between the radio personality and the station's uh, marketing team when she complained to the then station manager about these inappropriate comments, as well as sexual innuendos about her body. So moving forward then, for all women who are in workplaces uh, who might find themselves, you know, in, in sticky situations like this, unacceptable situations like this, better to email to have receipts. 100% proof at this point is, is you know, seems to be our only saviour because if Pomodia had come out with absolutely no evidence, you know, it would be a, a question of, you know, do we believe her? What And, and you know, uh, we will we'll see uh, some of the questions that come to 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 light when um, there's a case of sexual harassment. What was she wearing? What was she doing? Because she has come out to say one of the uncomfortable incidences that has happened, um, um, uh, you know, because of the manager was she posted a picture in a bikini on social media, and this manager, um, you know, responded to that in an uh, inappropriate way um, at work, even. All right, and SABC's management uh, working on it and uh, investigating this matter. At the time it was brought to SABC Group Executive for Corporate Affairs and Marketing, they uh, were not aware of the matter. So this will be then another developing story. Let's talk Youth Day 2021 now. President Cyril Ramaphosa in his address calling on young people to rise and play a part in taking South Africa forward. What do you make of this message? So... Uh, as you rightfully put it, President Ramaphosa addressed the youth um, uh, in Peter Maritzburg, calling for young people to rise and take their place in society, you know, reminding us to learn from our counterparts who rose against apartheid uh, in, in, in injustices. And, you know, some of the sentiments that I've picked up uh, on social media, you know, following his speech, and my favorite one was a post by Humzi, who quoted Sison Kim Simang saying, these days are not for celebration, but for betrayals to be catalogued. 
these days ought to shame those who know uh, how little they have done. And I love the saying because um, I think, you know, following the president's address, today is actually a day where our politicians and our leaders need to do the reflection themselves, you know, to say what are they doing for this country. Um, there was another uh, interesting comment from uh, Jay Vender on Twitter saying Youth Day has lost its significance because the same youth who were there in 1976 have destroyed everything they were fighting for. Um, you know, if we think about the looting that is happening, the corruption, the inequalities, um, you know, failures to, uh, uh, to deliver services to our people. And that's what the EFF and the DA have uh, said. Uh, they obviously would uh, oppose what the president is saying, but they're saying that, um, that, you know, what has actually been done by the leadership. They also focused on the racism in schools issue. Uh, the EFF, when they were having their Youth Day commemoration in Centurion, and mm-hmm. also uh, just saying that that needs to be dealt with. And then the DA is calling about uh, massive challenges and unemployment. They focus around what is, is happening around uh, young people. President uh, Ramaphosa also focusing on uh, youth employment during his mm. uh, his address, and then obviously having to touch on COVID nineteen, calling on young people to play an active role in the nation's struggle to overcome uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Are young people doing enough on making sure they are safe? In your view, I think that there is a level of complacency, and you know, uh, just COVID fatigue, and I think we touched on this yesterday as well. That you know. I think um, the despondency is as a result of uh, the uncertainty. You know, uh, young people are asked to stay at home, to sanitize, and you know, to adhere to COVID protocols, which is which is right. You know, um, as we are trying to save lives, but at the same time, you know, they question that. Okay, I'm at home, but I am not working now. I'm at home. There's no food to eat. I'm at home. There's load shedding. I'm at home. You know, raising all these. Uh, 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 issues and challenges that young people and you know the rest of South Africa face. So really, um, today I, I just got the sentiment that Youth Day and you know just Youth Month, there, there's a different um, sentiment going around where it, where every year we we focus on you know what the the youth of 1976 has done for us. For the first time, I think that this year. You know, young people are saying, no, what are you doing as leaders? You know, we are here, uh, uh, and, and, and there was a, a, a post um, on social media as well saying that young people are not lazy, young people are unemployed. You know, and if we look at the amount of, that is being spent on uh, or, or money that has been lost as a result of uh, looting and corruption, again, speaking to what are our leaders doing for the youth? You know, because they fought for what we have now. You know, they should be helping us to carry us forward, um, to carry the the future generation forward. The call by EFF leader also in his Youth Day address then to say, let's diversify our vaccine procurement and add those from Russia and China uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of making sure there's more vaccines available. Uh, What do you think? Look, I mean, he first came out and said that he would not adhere to level three protocol um, because of, you know, there is no clarity around uh, the vaccine rollout. So obviously, uh, you know, taking that 1976 radicalism and and bringing it to 2021, you know, by saying that he will not uh, follow what the president has asked um, of us to do. But I think that, you know, diversifying, um, um, you know, 
how we how the supply of our vaccines is going to be critical at this point. It really is not even uh, uh, you know something to debate about as people are losing lives and the the infection rates uh, are increasing. I mean, Gauteng was one of the provinces that are said to be in the third wave as we speak. Yeah, just on one of our poll question. I mean, sorry, our trending topic uh, uh, topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mabato Sichedi on Twitter saying, uh, have they never seen the ultrasound scan pictures on the hashtag Tembisa 10, the decouplets or alleged decouplets? And the message continues to say something doesn't make sense about the Tembisa 10 because really nobody seems to know where they mm-hmm. are. Who did she go with when she said mm-hmm. she was in labor? Batong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Batong, I mean- hey, Mabato. It's a serious Batong. Serious Batong, and I mean, uh, you know, Khusiyami there, you know, she came out to say that um, she had delivered the babies at Louis Pasha and then at Stevie Biko, and both uh, hospitals have said, no, we do not know of this uh, person, we do not know of this delivery. So obviously, you know, holes in, in her story, and only she knows uh, what, what, what is going on. Yeah, let's leave it there. Thanks again for joining us, Katla. Have a great Thursday. Thank you so much for having me. Have a lovely Thursday too, Asanda. Thank you. Katle Khosilwadi, our social commentator talking social media trends in the last uh, 24 hours.